Thursday, the 9th of February in the year of our Lord, 2023. And it's just coming up to quarter to 11 in the morning here in the UK. Myself and my gorgeous co-host, Catherine Watkins, is here. Hi, guys. And we are waiting. Who? And he's late. We're waiting our additional co-host because we've, 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 we've got somebody else joining us today in the guise of Mr. Matthew Slipmat Nelson, who has been a very dear friend of mine for the last, do you know what? It's going to be 30 years. It's 30 years I've known wow. Slipmat. That's a, a really time. long time. It is a long time. It is a very long time. And I'm delighted that he's going to come and join us to co-host this very special show with um, a very special person, actually, isn't he, Kat? And I, do you want to give the old what 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 the old saying is that he's uh, that's been renowned for this person? Absolutely. In a world of Gary Lineker's, be a Matt Letissier. That's who we're interviewing this morning, guys. Absolutely calm wait. I really calm wait. He's really awake. Um, he's doing fantastic stuff. He hasn't sold out. And these are some of the things that we are going to be asking him this morning. Mm. So um, we are preparing. Matthew should have been here 10 minutes ago and he hasn't. So we thought we would do this little opener. So when Matt Letissier pops through, we can get every single minute out of him. So we haven't got to waste any because obviously his time is precious. Um, he's doing some amazing shows on Getter Live. Um, and he's just doing incredible work. So we're hoping we, well, we're obviously going to bring up the children and the education um, towards the end. We're going to find out, hopefully, about his decision to walk away from Sky News uh, because obviously he was a football pundit. You know what? This is really embarrassing. Who did he used to play for? Southampton, I think. Look at you. Look at you. I know. I don't even know. Oh, my God. I'm just going to let me just look him up. I, I, it's only because I look. I know he was at the, I know he's done the World Cups and everything else. And um, he's great. He's really, he did a really. By all accounts, because I'm not, you know, I'm not a footballer. I'm obviously not a footballer. What I mean is I'm not a football fan. I, I don't, you know, I never followed it. So I had a little look. That's how yeah, he I'm was. Really yeah, confident there one night. <laughs> His entire career he did at Southampton. Yeah. And so, he was really, he was working. As it says amazing. here, his loyalty gamed special affection from Southampton fans who nicknamed Le God. That's right. But maybe That's we'll introduce him as Hello Le God. Um, but there's one other announcement I want to make. Sorry, talking about God. God made some unbelievable moves yesterday. And I actually welled up in tears when Catherine called me. So I'm sure everyone knows we're going to we're going to embark on another podcast-a-thon. And this time we're actually going to come to Wales. So we've done it in London. We've done it in Devon. This time we're going to come. To, we're doing it in Wales. Why? Why should we? You know, it's really we should have been doing it there all the time because we're doing it for Public Child Protection Wales. So we're trying to get Kat said mm-hmm. she might be able to sort out an apartment. So Kat went off to speak to certain people. One of the guys from Public Child Protection Wales, I do believe, um, lets everybody use their apartment 
if needed. Well, she went to them and they didn't have any internet. So a little bit gutted. So we thought, okay, we're going to just kind of have to try and raise a little bit of money to rent an apartment for that weekend because the whole point of it is we'd like to have studio guests come in. We actually would like Kimberly and Lucia to be there with us um, and dropping in and out the day. We, you know, we've got all these amazing guests and we want to all link up with them personally. So, Kat, tell me what you did yesterday and tell me how this panned out, because this if this isn't God working for us and having our back, then I don't know what is. Yeah, well, so obviously I spoke I spoke to Ree and it wasn't I mean, obviously, she said, you know, you're more than welcome to, to stay, you know, if we need to put our heads down and whatever, which was great, obviously. Um, and then I was just about what well, I told you, Lou and I, we need to get a studio. So I was having a little look around and then I had a phone call back then from Ree and she was like, do you know what? She said, this isn't right. She said, because, you know, that the, you having to pay money out when you're trying to make money. She said, you know, so she spoke to a good friend of hers, a neighbor, and he has kindly said, absolutely, you can use my place, which is opposite, is, is right next to her place as well. So we can have people come down and stay. Um, you know, the internet, obviously, we've not got a problem there. So we and we don't have to pay for it. So it was just like perfect divine intervention there because we would have had, we would have had to go and get somewhere out. You know, we would have had to either pay for an Airbnb for the for the whole weekend or or a studio or, you know, something exactly. which would have me- meant that, you know, that money then would have obviously gone to that as opposed to in the in the kitty. Yeah. So um, my birds decided to, uh, you know, decide to chirp up. That's okay. It's nice bright and early morning. <laughs> it is. I'd rather have the bird morning. going than two bloody dachshunds. So, oh God, I'm going to go in the other room because he's decided to go really loud, I think, now. And he thinks I'm talking to him as well. Ah, okay, okay. So, because he can hear my voice and he's just answering me back. So, he is quite a sensitive bird, but I will come in the other room because he won't be quiet otherwise. So yeah, we've managed to get um we've managed to sort a, a place for us free of charge. So we can we can get this done. Anything that perhaps we were going to spend on that can now go in the in the kitty. Um so we're aiming for end of April, guys. So 28th, 29th, 30th. Um that weekend. I've checked in. There's no, it's not, it's not um half term or anything like that, or it's not a bank holiday. So it's not overlapping with any of that sort of thing. So we should have a real straight... And like I say, we, we, we're in the middle of Cardiff, so it's just great. Do you know what I mean? I'm really... Yeah, we're gonna, Jason's going to be down and he's actually going to be going out, um, doing a bit of outside broadcasting and going and talking to people, handing leaflets out. And he will be with us the entire time. So there's no none of any of the nonsense like he did on the first one of, yes, I'll be back at nine o'clock and not turning up to one thirty in the afternoon. Carry on. Um, while Catherine and I slowly, like evaporate into total and utter delirium uh, we were lucky before but it was a very it was a much quieter one last time yes we had some very good guests yeah it was uh, quieter and we did who knows what's going to happen on this one the first one was absolutely insane um the second one was nice and quiet and relaxed who knows where this third one's going to go especially if we're going to have different people dropping in um it could go anywhere well, I think it's going to be explosive. I do, and it needs I to do. be, doesn't it? Because this is the the you know, is this the talk of the town? This is the most important, the most important thing of anyone, actually, any for any of us, for any of us. This is the most important thing. So we need people okay. engaged. You know, we're gonna. It's going to be live, as it was, as it has been the you know the previous 
the previous times we've done it. And obviously, well, I think we did it. Rick did actually put them out in um, uh, sections last time, didn't he? So per. Yeah, and um, I think that's what he'll be yeah. doing. I mean, the first one, it was just trial and error. You know, Rick was having to work with equipment he didn't know as long as his computers. Yeah. And it was that we haven't got the manpower, guys. Um, no, we don't have the manpower. Our shop will be starting up very soon. We're starting to look products. If you have products and you do craft making, whatever, and you want to come and put stuff in our shop, Happy days, please get in touch. We've all got our own personal email addresses now. We've got cat at libertytactics.co.uk, Lou, same, Jason and Rick. And we will be building up a shop and it's going to be putting on stuff that we're going to support in one another. We've got to support one another. So yeah, if you've got yeah. a product that you want to sell, we'll whack it in the shop and we'll sell it for you. And it will just let you know the orders that come in. Yeah, we have. Uh, we gotta. We gotta work together, and we, you know, we um, and help each other out in these times as well, because it's it's such a a crucial time right now, isn't it? You know, I have been a little bit stressed. I say stressed. I've been a little bit fiery lately. I have, you know, just everything going on. Um, you know, it, it gets wilder by the by the day, doesn't it? You know. Oh, whole, it's just insanity. The Grammy thing, the whole, you know, I. Kim sent me a, a YouTube video yesterday. So you know this this unholy song that Sam Smith and that Kim Petras or whatever her name is sang at the Grammys the other night? Have you seen the lyrics to that? I haven't seen the lyrics. Oh, but my God. They're on my wall, right? Have a look at the lyrics. They even talk about Balenciaga. Um, it's basically um, encouraging men to leave their wives and their kids at home while they go and cheat and stuff like that. The, the actual song is called Unholy. Well, you do it's know called... that that's, there's all the walls that there's men peeing on one another in that video. No, not that video. You're on about that. You're on about Sam Smith's other song. This was the song he sang at the Grammys, dressed as a devil. It was a different one. Oh, so right. Okay. About, you're on about Sam Smith's um, latest release, which is. I'm not here to be friends. And yeah, that video is absolutely disgusting. So that as well. How is that allowed? How is that allowed? How is that allowed to be publicised after everything that they do to people within the truth community? Well, they're not hiding, are they? they hide, they're not even hiding that they worship, they, they worship Satan. There's no, you know, years ago you had to sort of, it was a bit subliminal, wasn't it? You know, you had to sort of find it, the, the symbolism and stuff like that, the little hints and stuff. Look at it now, Lou. They do not care. That we, you know, they, they do not care, but we know. So the girl who sang this with him, I say girl, she was the youngest transgender, right? 16 she was when she chopped her penis, German girl, chopped her penis, German boy, chopped his penis off when he was 16, right? So I saw the video Kim sent me was basically a, um, an interview of when she went on with Phil and Fern. So Philip Schofield, this was about yeah. quite a while ago. She was only young then. Um, and she sang that, he, she, whatever, sang that song with him. Now, there was another song that Kim sent me that this this transgender girl had done two years ago at the Grammys about yeah. coconuts, putting them in your mouth and, oh, you want to see it? Again, it's just disgusting. You've got men dressed up in bondage gear, pretending to have sex with you. This was at the Grammys two years ago. I, di I didn't even know this must have passed me by, probably because um, it was probably around about the time where my father died. I don't know. Like, I don't even remember anything to do with the Grammys. So, so you know, but I, I watched the video. It's horrific, though. They really... Do, and, you know, how many people sit down with their children, right, and watch these 
shows. Exactly. You know, this is it's so inappropriate. And like, what I, what I think what I got fiery about is when people laugh at it. I'm like, it's not yeah. funny. It's not funny, is it? Before you even think about cracking a smile when you, uh, when you watch something like that, just think how many children have seen it. It's not funny. It's not amusing. And I just, I got, you know, I was really fiery the last couple of days. I, I've calmed down a little bit now. Um, but, you know, you probably tell from my posts anyway, you can see when I'm, when I'm being um, fiery <laughs> comes out in my posts, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, it's, it's just beyond, no, it really, really is. It's, it's getting worse for the day. But in a way, I suppose it has to be like this for people to read. Because even, you know, normies, even normies can see this now because it's not, it's not left. Do you know what I mean? It's not, um, well, it's so obvious that even they're picking up on it, you know? So, and I think that's what it has to do. You know, everything is, everything is inverted right now. And it is, you know, it's really sick world we're living in. And it's, you know, it has gone down a bit the last couple of days. But, you know, I got to get back onto it anyway, so... Well, it looks like our um, our co-host has decided to flag <laughs> himself here. I didn't realise he was starting early. I just thought, all oh, right, 11 o'clock. I've been sitting here writing out notes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi, Matt. You okay, love? All right, Kath. Yeah, all good. All good, 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 good. Yeah. How are things with you then, mister? Yeah, I'm all right. Keeping busy. Lots, lots going on. You've just... Um, We've just announced, Yeah, I'll let you carry on in a minute, but this is more important at the moment. We're doing another podcast-a-thon and we're doing it in Wales. We've been given an apartment All right. to do it in so we can have guests come in. And we've even been given another apartment directly opposite for people to have a crash out in. Oh, right, okay. So, um, it's going to be the last weekend of April. So if you're available, you're probably all over the place. I know you'll join us via Skype or Zoom, if not, but it would be yeah. amazing. Um, we're going to be in the centre of Cardiff. Okay. Um, so that'd be one maybe you could promote. So what have you been up to anyway since the last time you graced our airwaves? Um, loads, really. It's been, it's been a bit quieter, actually, between sort of November, December. January, um, but it's picking up again now for the year. I've got a really busy year ahead. Um, yeah, Ibiza in May, is it? Ibiza in May, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird how things are going now, isn't it? It's like, you, you, I don't know, I just think, all right, so f- things are going to get a bit better and things are going to start easing off. And then it's like the, they start screwing it in again, don't they? It just feels like everything's going to shit again, like, yeah. With all this fifteen minute stuff. Oh, it's just like if it, it's just like the the. It almost feels like if you know COVID's on its way out. Even climate change is getting boring now, but it's still obviously a massive problem. So, so they're picking on other little things, and then you know, as soon as the fifteen minute thing sort of be, sort of become you know <clears throat> a big issue, which was pretty quick for people that didn't really know much about it up front. All of a sudden, it's like everyone's fun. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's around the country. It's it's so so planned ahead. Of course it's all planned ahead. Have you seen the stuff about the digital ID and currency? I mean, we've got – I did send you a link. No, I I did, yeah. I had that anyway. I did do the – I did the survey thingy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the 1st of March. But what I found interesting, Matt, with regards to the 15-minute cities is that they're only piloting it 
in the very left woke of course it's going to be a great success in those in those cities bristol oxford yeah. cambridge of course it's going to be a great success yeah. yeah and they're making it they're blatantly making things so obvious now yeah. oh yeah they couldn't be more obvious if it tried it's like the hunger games we're all stuck in our districts do you know what i mean it is absolutely insane it really is i can't believe it's even got this far to be honest with you i'm gonna put a pause on this because we better introduce we better go and have a little quick pause with matt uh leticia and um we will then carry on recording as soon as we start up well i'm delighted that our guest has just joined us now. And as I just said to him, I've been trying to get him on this show for the last year and a half, but finally it's happened. Um, without further ado, Mr. Matt Letitia, welcome to Liberty Tactics. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here and sorry it took so long. Well, you're here now. That's all that matters. Um, before we go any further, you know, the legend that you are, Southampton, your loyalty, then on to Sky Sports, the pundit side. And then all of a sudden, you're gone and you're doing little shows on, well, not little shows, they've become very big shows, on Get Up. Tell us the story of what woke you up and how we got to the, the flip side. <laughs> Sky Sports to the flip side. Yeah, uh, it's, been, it's been some journey. Um, so, yeah, I think in early March 2020, um, I was having dinner with a couple of doctor friends of mine um, and we were discussing, you know, the stuff that was starting to come out in the media about this new virus in China. And um, the, the two doctors had said, yes, they, they'd seen some of the data, um, but it was primarily affecting, you know, really old people uh, or people with compromised immune systems. So this was in um, you know, very early March 2020. And so I kind of, um, I could see what was coming uh, and, and I kind of tweeted something along the lines of, uh, why are we making such a big fuss over a virus that only affects the elderly and the people with compromised immune systems? Um, and, and it blew up, that tweet just blew up and it got the most likes of any tweet I'd ever had before in my life. Um, but it also came with all of a sudden a lot of abuse um and, and it was not something i would really experienced before on twitter it was just kind of i'd use twitter as a bit of fun uh you know to have debates about football um uh, and golf and all that kind of stuff and uh, and all of a sudden i put this tweet out and it had such a reaction i was like oh my god what's what's going on here um and it, it made me a bit suspicious uh, and so i then saw coming out of China, these videos where a couple of people just fell down in the street, apparently, you know, just died on the spot. Um, <laughs> now, I, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I don't think I've seen anybody in the last three years just keel over in the street and die on the spot of COVID. Ridiculous. Never happened, uh, never so, will. <laughs> so those, I think those videos were probably uh, the first thing that made me go, hang on a minute, something's not right here. Something is not right. This isn't right. Something in my gut just told me that that that's not real. That's that that's not right. And then I just saw everything happen in slow motion. I started doing a little bit of research on the internet because obviously the football season got shut down. I had no work, um, so I had a lot of time at home as we all did. Uh, and I decided to start having a 
mooch around uh, uh, on the internet and see what I could find out. And I kind of went on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation website to see who, you know, where their money goes to. Um, uh, I looked at the uh, World Economic Forum website to see what, what their plans were. Uh, and it was all there. It was all there hiding in plain sight. Um, you know, and I just thought, wow, if this is what is coming down the line, we're in trouble here. I've got to say something. Um, and you know, all the major parties that were involved in pushing the COVID narrative, every single one of them, when I went on the Bill and Melinda Gates website, every one of them was being funded by Bill and Melinda Gates. And I just put two and two together and I thought, well, this, this, that's too much of a coincidence. I'm sorry. Um, and so then I kind of, you then start going down all sorts of, um, uh, rabbit, rabbit holes, holes. where the, the World yeah. Health Organization you know, the, the terrorist that is Dr. Tedros. Um, uh, how did he get into his position of power? You know, why are the WHO trying to, you know, have this massive power grab? Uh, and it was all just stuff that just made no sense to me. And it, and I just thought this is wrong. Something's very, very wrong here. This is not as we're being told it is. There is, a, there is something behind all of this. Um, and I started listening to, you know, a couple of people. I watched the, the Plandemic series. Um, uh, there was, where was the, I'm just trying to think of the, there was a whole series of, uh, little videos, um, talking about, you know, the Royal family that going back de- um, centuries, yeah. uh, talking about how the Royal family came into power and, mm. you know, how they used them, you know, all the banking system. Mm. And I was like, wow, I, this is just blowing my mind. All this information it was like, this all makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, and, you know, all this time I, I kind of had a, uh, I'd had um, a real concern over the uh, authenticity of our politicians in this country, uh, especially the ones in, in positions of power. I'd always, I'd always thought they always felt like to me they were in it for themselves and not in it for the good of the people. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd never voted in an election. Um, didn't get involved in all that nonsense because, quite frankly, it was like uh, I think we're only given an illusion of choice. The, the, you know, the two main parties are two cheeks of the same ass. Um, and uh, and and I kind of all that added up together, and I was like, "Geez, we're in we're in a whole heap of trouble here. Um, something's going on that's way bigger than anything's happened ever before." And I and I felt like I had to use my platform to to speak out about it. And obviously that came with a lot of flack, um, a lot of uh, trolling on social media. Um, but what those people didn't realize was just how, how mentally strong I am. And, uh, and when I believe in something, um, you know, a little bit of abuse here and there isn't going to, isn't going to steer me off course uh, and isn't going to shut me up. And, you know, you can sack me, you can do whatever you want to me, but at the end of the day, the, what I believe is the truth is the truth. And uh, I will stand up for it. Um, and so I've been doing that for the last couple of years. That included, you know, refusing to wear the Black Lives Matter badge on Sky Sports, which probably was one of the things that cost me my job there in the end, um, you know, and, and just questioning the narrative that we were being told by the mainstream media. I kind of turned turned off quite quickly in uh, April of 2020 when I saw what was going on with the propaganda uh, you know, the 24-7 reporting of COVID cases and deaths and, mm. you know, you will be scared about this. You you must be scared. We're going to just ram this down your throat 24 hours a day. I was like, yeah, no, you ain't. I'm turning you off, mate, because that's not doing anyone's mental health any good. 
Um, so I turned off the, the mainstream media a long time ago. Stop paying my TV license, um, uh, which yeah. you know I, I should have done years ago. But because uh, I kind of, you know, the BBC was always something that was I always felt like after the Jimmy Savile thing, uh, I was always questioning why are they still in existence. Uh, yeah, you know, that's what I got taken down for because of they the harbor. Yeah, I mean they uh-huh. harbor in paedophiles, um, yeah, and and yet and yet here we are still giving money to them. And it was uh, kind of only March 2021. I went, I'm not giving them my money anymore. They can sod off. So uh, I've had about 15 letters from them threatening people to come around my house. And funny enough, no one's ever turned up. <laughs> they never do. How have you had it with, because we all, you know, especially myself and Lou and probably um, Matt Slip Matt now as well, know that when we wake up, um, we have so much pushback from everyone around us, our family, our friends, our work colleagues. You know, we are painted in this, um, you know, as, a, as lunatics then, if you like. How was it with you? I mean, you would have had the same, no, no doubt at all about yep. that. But how did you deal with that initially? Because of, it can be a bit of a shock, you know, when you you think people, you know, because it's so obvious then, the evidence is this, <laughs> yeah. really obvious. So you think, right, well, all I've got to do is show, say, my brother this information. They're going to see it. But it doesn't work like that, does it? And we no. find out quite quickly. So how did you deal with that sort of backlash? Um, so yeah, a couple of years ago, probably uh, most of my family probably thought I was mad. Um, you know, they were concerned for my mental health, uh, which I thought was quite ironic. Um, uh, I, I kind of, um, I had to tone it down a little bit, what I was saying. Uh, so I've been kind of, um, cautious with how far I've gone in terms of, you know, the, the stuff that, we really know what's going on, but it's probably going to scare the crap out of people. So you don't tell them everything. Mm. Um, so I kind of moderated what I was saying a little bit to not alienate people around me. Um, and I've, I've been consistent in my messaging and whenever <laughs> um, stuff has come out, I've kind of, I haven't been, um, I've not, I'm not an, I told you so kind of person, but I just go, would you have a look at that? This is what I was saying like six months ago. Have a look at this bit of evidence. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm right, but would you just look at it and see what you think? So mm-hmm. I've kind of taken a bit of a more casual approach to it rather than trying to browbeat people with facts. Um, I've just tried to kind of steer them and try and ask questions about them uh, and try to do it that way because I, I realized fairly early on that uh, like you just said, um, facts don't resonate with people. Facts don't override people's emotions. Um, and that was something that I realized quite early on. So I changed the way that I spoke to people. Um, and I've always been quite good at um, kind of managing relationships with people. So I know kind of how far I can speak to somebody uh, without them kind of you know really going i mean one of my best mates is, is who i play golf with all the time is of the completely opposite opinion of me and we have had some absolute stonker debates i would call them you know and sometimes the voices got raised a little bit um uh, and yeah at the end of it you know once we once we'd had the debate and we you know we put both sides both of our opinions across um we came to the fact you know all right that's fine he respects my opinion i respect his opinion and we move on uh, and that's something that 
we haven't been able to have in this world over the last couple of years. And so I've managed to um, be a fairly good moderator in terms of how I've managed to not alienate friends and family too much. Um, yeah, and I, so I, I haven't. I try to do the same thing with my um, with my Facebook thing. Like I said, uh, yeah. it's just about plant planting the seeds, and yeah. pe- people don't like being told yeah. stuff. That, 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 that's it. People don't like to be told, and they, people yeah. don't like to be wrong either. Um, and I'll be honest, I haven't lost I haven't lost a single friendship same uh, over over the last couple of years. And yes, although my family were concerned about my mental health a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you that uh, my parents will no longer take any more jabs. Two of my brothers are completely on board with what I've been saying now. Uh, one still kind of jab orientated. Um, uh, and here in here in my house, my mother-in-law, who is um, pretty severely immunocompromised, won't take any more jabs because she suffered after the first one. Um, and my wife and daughter here um, have not taken any jabs, as, as I haven't. So, in fact, my dad, my dad, um, my mum and dad, they're both old. They're both eighty-seven. Um, both jabbed. And to be honest with you, I, I was quite surprised quite surprised really my mum's very can be very outspoken and, and i like to like to think they're they've got a fair bit of common sense that they have had over the years but anyway they they were totally fooled by the whole thing um i'm not surprised but that's, at that. it's not surprised yeah it's not surprising no. the no, propaganda not, campaign yeah. was unreal yeah, but, I mean, if there but, was but, no but, television but just, there would have been no virus yeah. but just mm. quickly what, what i was going to say was i um i went to see them it must have been end of last year you did a an interview with Oracle, Matt. Um, I did, yeah. Which, which was, which was amazing. And I thought, right, I, I'd struggled with my mum and dad. Things like and going out and wearing a mask. I'm like, mum, take your bloody mask off. What are you doing? Do do you not get it? And they didn't. So I played my mum and dad the the interview that you did. My dad's been massive on football over the years. He, he obviously knows who you are. Um, has got a lot of respect for you. And I actually got them to watch the whole thing. And at the end of it, my dad was like, oh, right, maybe that's why I'm not feeling so good <laughs> and stuff. And he it really, really turned him around. There's no way wow. like they'll do anything else now. No way. So, oh, that's nice to hear. So a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of a success story there. That's a good yeah. story. Yeah. I mean, for Catherine and I, we've been doing this. As, I woke up um, about 15 years ago and then obviously I was with the column. I've seen stuff it's just too much over all of all of these years and after all of these years I'm they people just just go from you they just like no she's just another level she's going to ruin our day if she comes over yeah, <laughs> even though we right. try and be quite I mean the way you two have done it because you are so out there in the public you've you, you know you have to t- be a little bit responsible because a lot of people following you might not be able to cope with the yes. information overload and who knows what can happen. So I, I fully respect the way you've both done it. I mean, the first Matt and I have been friends for nearly 30 years. That's crazy. Yeah. And when I was doing it, the first shows he came and we did a few music shows. We're not going political, Lou. And then, <laughs> uh, and then COVID came and I was sending him stuff and he was starting to do his own research. And then there's li- there were these little signs and it's like, uh-oh, he's waking up. And then it's been gradual with you, Matt. You've slowly slipped, Matt. You've... You're, you're you're getting so much more outspoken compared to even just last year. The thing is, I've I've never really had any interest in politics or anything like that. I've just sort of been, you know, sort of gone with the flow. Um, I like to 
do my own thing. I believe in self-responsibility and, you know, yeah, earning my own money and stuff. Yeah. So um, I've just never been been that interested in that, in that side of things. But one thing I do have is a, a, a big amount of integrity. I, I don't like to lie. I can't lie to people. I, yeah. I, I have to be true to myself. And I believe if I'm not true to myself, then things will go wrong. Yeah. So, so when you can, when you actually see these blatant lies, I mean, blatant. I, I, it really, really got to me. I think it was in around May of 2020 with the whole George Floyd thing and all that. Just the way yeah. it was being reported was just unbelievable okay. to me. And and then, like you did, Matt, I started, started looking at the World Economic Forum because they were supporting that side of stuff and the communism stuff and that. And um, and I, it, and I just can't lie about it i just had to had to speak my truth and yeah you know yeah yeah i think i just for you too as well do you know what i just what lou just said really because me and lou are quite similar i woke up 13 years ago and i'm actually a medical researcher a vaccine researcher so i knew i've studied all the epidemics in air quotes i say epidemics because they were fabricated so i knew right at the beginning what was going to happen anyway so, you know, people knew that, you know, they, I've been there. I've been the town lunatic for a long, long time. I've that you two have got so much of a better approach, whereas I'll just say it. And, uh, yeah. you know, they, they I alienated everybody from me a long time ago. And I but I do really appreciate both of you, actually, the way you do this. And in fact, Matt Letizia, because obviously there's two of you here. <laughs> I watched them. Um, um, I remember saying to my partner, it was it was probably in 2020. And I can't remember who you who was interviewing you. I can't remember now. I think it's something I, I said remember- that said. I do remember saying to Darren, who was my partner, I went, I can tell by Matt or the way Matt is speaking here that he knows more than what he's saying. So you just clarified <laughs> that to me. I could tell. I was like, he definitely knows more what he's saying, but he's being a bit careful. But I yeah. honestly really, because of the platforms you both have, you know, like me and Lou, we can't get on. I'm kicked off Twitter. I'm kicked off YouTube. I, you know, I got, I don't know how many Facebook accounts I can't seem to stay on there. And, and my attitude, I, I am like a bull in a China shop, you know, I don't take any prisoners type of thing. And that's yeah. probably why a lot of people go the other way. So I just want to say like both of you, you are, very diplomatic in how you do this and, and, and I really appreciate it because you pulled the mainstreamers over and you know that's brilliant that's what we want the thing, thing is I've got I think I'm up to about 155,000 on Facebook now so there's wow. no point there's no point in going not too far but there's no point going to the point where where that's going to go because then I can't speak to anyone yeah, yeah. Exactly. So true, it, true. it's that simple yeah yeah. We, we focus a lot on the children I have done for years since the Jimmy Savile the research you know, it's it's the it's the children at the end of the day to to myself and Catherine and 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 I know Slipmat as well. The kids, if we cannot look after our children, what type of society are we? So they're already trying to experiment exactly. with vaccines within the children. Now, I don't know if you're aware of what's going on in schools currently at the moment with regards to sexual education, where four-year-olds and it's mandatory. There is no parental opt-out. Will be taking part in an RSE lesson and it's across the country, Scotland, it started off here in the UK and it's just been implemented in Wales, where four-year-olds will be taught about uh, gender, gender realignment. They will be talked about sex, about masturbation. And this is from four years of age. This is just sick, isn't it? It's just this so is what's sick. what's going on and nobody talks about it. 
So we talk about it and we get silenced. We, Catherine and I have raised about seven, eight thousand pounds for Public Child Protection Wales. Well, more than how about twelve grand we raised for them? Twelve grand, sorry. Yeah. But, but you see, the problem the problem is you you are talking about it, and there's probably a lot more other people that would talk about it. But where it gets silenced, they don't even know about it. Okay, and exactly. you you, t- you talking about it, you're getting silenced. So. The, the, there's so little people actually finding out about it. On but the we have well, to talk about it because this is happening in every... They are corrupting our children. They are talking and they are saying it's okay for for men to have babies. This is what our children are being taught. The damage that is mentally being done to these children is... The, the you know the, the cleanup we're going to have of a generation. Well, we're already seeing that we have way way too far gone with this already. You know we've got young children thinking they're born in the wrong body and therefore they're going on medically. Then you know again the medical industrial complex wins again. See because you put you put these children on puberty blockers, they're going to take ninety percent of those will go on to take cross sex hormones. Then you have got the surgery on top of that, which is something like a million pound of surgery. And then they're on medication for the rest of their lives, the rest of their lives. Right. So the medical industrial complex is coin is money in again. See, and these children are left completely damaged, completely damaged mentally and and physically, because many of them obviously realize that this isn't what they wanted. But it's too late because they've either chopped off their penis or they've had a double hysterectomy. They're not able to have children. And then. That's where the suicide rate comes in then, although the media will have people believe that that suicide rate is because that we're not accepting these children as being the opposite sex. And that's why we need more of it. Hence why they're pushing it onto little three-year-olds. It's three-year-olds, it is. So it's from nursery. No parental opt-out. So whereas before you had a sex education lesson, one le- and they would be in secondary school anyway, wouldn't be in, in you know, Ministry yep. in primary school anyway would be in secondary school you had one lesson and you could opt out of that what they've done now is a brand new curriculum and all four governments signed up to this on march uh, in march 2017 right all of them it's a global education so it comes from america and basically they this a whole they call it the whole school approach so what they do is instead of having it as, as a singular lesson, they put it in all of the le- all of all of the subjects. So it's it's weaved throughout every subject. So then you can't withdraw your child unless you withdraw them from school altogether. You know, and my child is home educated and she has been since she was four. She only did nursery. She's thirteen this year. There's absolutely no way I put her in an indoctrination yeah. centre. Anyways, no one's talked. Even even if the truth movement would put as much energy as informing people of what is going on in those classrooms as they have done on COVID. We wouldn't have this problem. To remain silent is to be complicit. And it's, I don't know, Matt, have you got any ideas how we can get this more awareness? I mean, we, Catherine and I have done two podcast-a-thons where we broadcast non-stop podcasts for 30 hours, right? And we've had guests from all around the world Brian Garish got involved, Lawrence Fox, James Dellingpole, Slipmat was on both, even came into the DJ set for us. Um, and still, this is going on. People, where are the fathers? Why aren't the fathers at the school gates? This is I what- think I really do think a lot of them don't know, or they think they it, it's exaggerated when they find out, they yeah. kick right off. They really are. Yeah. Their children are going to come home. 
say say what's been going on in school. You do not some of these books that they've got in school. They read they're pornographic. I'm not even exaggerating, right? So you've got they're explaining to night, for example, right? There was an autistic nine year old lad that went home um, last year. It was got into bed with his mum. He was nine years old. Got into bed with his mum and tried basically to to have sex with her so she jumped out of the bed shocked you know obviously what on earth is going on and he had learned in school how to have sex and he wanted to put a baby in her right they're teaching nine-year-old children how to have intercourse you know this is absolutely how do we raise this awareness this is going to 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 matt letusia how do we get this across that people need to start talking about this or our generate our children are going to be so messed they are going to be very messed up. Um, how do we how do we make people aware of it? I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing that I I have available to me is my is my Twitter and Getter stuff. So um, I can raise awareness on there, but it really needs to be raised in the media. But obviously, the, the media aren't going to raise it because it. They won't they're all complicit. It. They do hit yeah. pieces instead. Like they invited Kimberly, who's the who's the you know basically four parents in Wales. Matt have taken the Welsh government to court. Yeah. Not to remove sex education, but to give parents the parental opt-out, the right to parental opt-out. Yeah. So Kimberly, who is the chair of public child protection, she's a criminologist. You will never meet any person like her. Um, they've had her up against, they tried getting putting her up against smiling class on the Jeremy Vine show. And all they do is they end up cutting her Kimberly out. So yeah, you go back and look at the videos and they've cut Kimberly out because three-year-olds don't need to know about masturbation. They certainly don't need to be talked about it from somebody who's not linked to their family and not a parent. Yeah. It's Who are the people in the school? These people are groomers. Yeah, that's exactly what they are, Matt. Groomers. They're groomers. And I've, exactly I've, I've, I have called out a few people on, on social media and, uh, and started just to go, uh, and I've just replied with, okay, groomer, when they, when they start defending all this nonsense. Well, they yeah, lost the court uh, case. They had a big court case down in Cardiff back in November. There was no press. There was absolutely... Oh, it was right back... I just got to say as well, I got to say, right? It was right next... The the BBC building in Cardiff, where the court was, where we were outside... Directly opposite. You could throw a stone at the building and there was not a single BBC... It was a judicial review against the Welsh government. Nobody's ever done that and not a single reporter came out, even though they were right... Of course not. They lost the case, but now the government have gone after the parents, the four parents who are all working with families, mortgages... They're now chasing them for £75,000 in costs. Oh, wow. There's an appeal going on, and that's why we're going to do another podcast at the end of April. I always think, if have a great saying as well, if nothing changes, nothing changes, and we're just going to keep going round and round these circles unless we change the problem at source, the whole of the UK's problem at source. So, you know... The government, they're controlling Ofcom, for example. With I don't know if you saw the thing about Mark Stein. They made, yeah. it, they made it impossible for Mark to go back on telly because he he would have to sign a contract. Which but they're doing it to Neil Oliver because my yeah, friend Neil Will, Oliver as well. Yeah, with my friend Will, who's always on this show, he was on with Neil Oliver the other day. Will Keats and that Guardian did a huge hit piece on him yesterday. That yeah. is far right because. He was linked to people who talk about the Rothschilds and now they're, they're doing what they always do, anti-Semitic. And we now get called homophobic, um, we're racist, I mean, we're I mean, transphobic. I mean, Mark Stein, I, I think it was was very edgy. Uh, you know, he's great. 
very edgy though as well, very near the mark, and his his sense of humour with it was 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 brilliant, I think. But I mean, someone yeah. like Neil Oliver, he's a really intelligent man. I, I, he speaks so much sense in my in my mind, and I'm sure he yeah. does in millions of Absolutely. others. Absolutely. So so that is purely purely them trying to take down. And GB News will not have. Kimberly and the mums from Wales, because Kimberly's an incredible speaker. Yeah. I'd yeah. really, I'd love it if you could have her on your show, Matt, because I'll tell you what, it will just blow. It will blow. blow your socks off, she will, because she's incredible. Lawrence Fox has had her on, but GB News will not have her on. GB News. So uh, they. Will Lawrence not have her on? Her, oh, so she couldn't go on Lawrence's show on GB News? No, no, no. no she didn't. She had to do it on his own reclaim YouTube channel. Oh, okay. I sent you a link actually in the email. I sent you a link to that interview. Oh, okay. Um, I only saw the first one so far. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they they won't have her on. The lawyers won't allow her to 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 come on. And all these mums need is it's four people, and they are taking the weight. They are fighting for every child in here in the UK. Yeah. To, to stop this education, and they have got the weight of all of the the court costs. They tried to do an injunction to get it stopped in Wales because it's already here in the UK. And in, that cost us seventeen grand. Seventeen, 17 thousand just to try and stop them rolling it out in September. But they lost that out. because it would be too much hassle. Mm. So they wow. did the judge. So they charged them seventeen grand. Then they did the. They went to the courts. The judge took it away. That our, our barrister had a round of applause and people taking selfies with him, but no he was press. Amazing. He was no amazing. press. There was hundreds of people outside the court, but nobody turned up from media. Yeah. And now they've whacked seventy-five grand on that had to be paid, I think, last week. But we do these fundraisers now, these long podcasts, thirty-hour broadcasting, to try and raise the money just to help them because it's not fair. It yeah. lands on four, four people, and all Kimberly needs is the exposure so people understand. You know, she's yeah. fighting for the, every child here in the UK, and she studied paedophiles. That's that was her thing when she was doing her. This is why they won't let her on the telly. Look, this is why they try they try to have her on Sharp End, but then they keep ITV. They they did go down in the end, right? ITV took her months and months, right? Because she's so clever. There's nothing they can twist. So when they went down there and they did a 30 minute, I think it was on the beach in Aberava and ITV went down there. When the cameras went off, she was like, now go and do your worst. She said, twist it up as much as you want, boys, you carry on. But And this was the beginning of January and she still hasn't heard from them. And I said to her, I said, Kim, it's because they're Look, looking at this yeah. footage, right? She knows they can't add anything. They can take yeah. it away, but they can't add anything, right? And she recorded it as well in her pocket, right? So she knows exactly what was said. And now ITV is scrambling around thinking, how can we possibly get it so that, um, that you know, that it makes her look bad? And they yeah, can't yeah. be. And this is, why, this is why they didn't have her on Jeremy Vine. So initially, when it was live, Kim was on the screen. You had Mylene Class and Anne Widdicombe. So they were obviously talking and then Kim said her bit. But when they put out the show, they can, because Kim is, she, she's so full of sense, they completely cut her out. So when wow. people were looking at the, when people who'd watched the live were look, then looking at the release of the, you know, they were like, well, where was the woman that you had on there? Why are we only watching Mylene Class speaking here with a, with a useless opinion, a, you know, a far left opinion? Where is the woman that was like the expert that was on there? That's how good Kim is. And that's why they won't let her anywhere near the television. I was just wondering, Matt Letizia, do you think these people 
actually believe what they're saying or are they just playing to their agenda and to their paymasters? Uh, I don't think they believe what they're saying at all. Yeah. Uh, I think they know and they've, they've sold their soul. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that I, think, don't, I think I agree. I think there's very, sometimes, few, very, very few people that actually um, believe what they're doing is right. Some, uh, I think sometimes the simplest explanation is uh, is often the the right one, um, and there's uh, there's too much evidence out there for people to be completely uh, oblivious to what's going on, and and the only assumption you can come to is that they know exactly what they're doing, um, and and they they have sold their souls to them, and that's as that's as simple as it gets. I mean, I'm quite happy to uh, to have her on my uh, my getter show. That's no problem for me. If you oh, just well, sh- send really me over her details, I'm so sorry I put you on the spot like that, Matt. But it's <laughs> no, not at all. It's not our children, all. and we haven't we haven't got time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. These are our children, and who are we if we cannot protect that innocence? Like yeah. they don't need to know about. They don't even need to know about what the word sex is. They just want to be worrying of what colour Wellington boots they're going to go outside and play. Exactly. A corrupting young minds. Oh, massively. Exactly. We live in a very hyper-sexualised world. You know, even outside of school, when we look at the music industry, you know, parts of the music, I can only listen to, and i got to say Slipmap because it is, you take me back to when I was a, you know, a teenager. I can only listen to Happy Hardcore now, man, because I can't. <laughs> Everything I mean, else to me look, is full of smut and, and look, like, the lyrics look, are crap and I'm like, oh, I can't Look at the state of the Grammys. I mean, you yeah, know, they're, they're oh, wearing, wow. the, the actual audience were wearing you know, devil horns and oh, stuff, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. It's like, you know, they, if that's not provoking Satan, They worship reaction. Satan and they don't care if we know it and they're after the children's minds. How many people sit down with their kids and watch that? I mean, I wouldn't, but there are many people who believe that sort of show is a is a family friendly show. And he sang a song uh-huh. dressed up as Satan about going out and cheating on your wife and leaving your kids at home. Unbelievable. I mean, Unbelievable. music business has always been sort of controversial like that, but especially at this moment now, it just seems really, it it's just seems really, really bad. I've got a couple of questions, um, Matt. You you said in your um, late speech outside the BBC, you said that Richie Sunak um, is. You, you think he's preparing for civil unrest? Yeah, um, that was one. And then, the, obviously, the the best, well, not obviously, but I think the best way um, to combat the government would be non-compliance. I think most people sort of yeah. realise that. But what what do you think is the best way for non-compliance? Because we need, uh, I feel, we need to get people together to actually organise something properly. It's all, all well and good as saying, yeah, non-compliance, we won't do this, we won't do that. But it really needs to be organised because we need a certain amount of people. Yeah, but there's, there's some really simple things. You know? There's yeah. some really simple things you can do. Um, you know, and when people talk about mass non-compliance, you, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, 10 million people out on a street doing a protest. I'm talking no, no. about people stop it, just stopping taking the jabs first and foremost, just stop. Yeah. I think that sort of um, happened, didn't it? For, that, um, that's for happened much, quite yeah. – I mean, there's quite a low uptake of this stuff now. So yeah. I think we're winning on that front. Um, the other one is use cash wherever possible Yeah, because sure. a cashless society is a dangerous society. So as long as we're – everybody's still using loads of cash and yeah. boycott companies that don't accept cash. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And those, those things that, that – everyday people could do without you know being a revolutionary 
without you know uh, having a, a massive following on social media or all that kind of stuff. Those are really simple things that people can do that will make a hell of a difference. Because if you start boycotting a company that are money talks, money that talks. are card only, yeah. they will soon change their mind. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a, I had an incident um, about eighteen months ago, um, and we, I had a I was at a function uh, in a hall. Uh, and this function was card only. Uh, and my mate went to the bar and ordered a pint of lager. And the guy went, uh, that'll be four pound, five pound, whatever it was. Uh, and so he put a five pound note on the, on the, uh, on the top of the bar. And the guy went, Oh, sorry, we're, we're cash only. Uh, we're card only. And my mate went, well, how much is the beer? He said, Oh, what, five pound. He said, well, there's five pound. Are you telling me that's not legal tender? He said, mm -hmm. so what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave that five pound on the bar because I've paid for my beer. I'm going to walk away and you can do whatever you want from that point onwards. Mm -hmm. And so he, he walked away and guess what happened? They I took the cash. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just simple yeah. things like that that you can do that, that will make a difference eventually because if enough of us do it, they, they will... They will have to change, uh, and that's I've, how we, that's how we win. Yeah, I've walked out of place. I walked out of um, a cafe in Stansted, actually, a breakfast place in Stansted Airport a couple of months ago. Um, they are. I actually put my order in. I don't, they hadn't actually made it, but I put my order in, and then he he asked. For, he's oh no, no card only. So I just turned around and walked out. <laughs> I went to. I was in. Yeah. I went Christmas shopping uh, for my wife. I was buying my wife a, a, a nice handbag for Christmas, and I went into some shop on Bond Street where, and I decided <laughs> on this handbag. I spent like ten minutes deciding on which handbag to get, and then the assistant was, you know, very helpful. And then I walked to the counter, uh, and uh, I took out pound notes out of my pocket, and she went, "Oh, sorry, sir, we're card only here." And I just went, "How are you?" I said, oh, I'm, I'm cash only. So uh, thanks very much for your help, but uh, I'm, I'll be leaving now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so she just cost her company, well, uh, uh, you know, a four-figure sum. And, yeah. just to, uh, and if more people were able to, to do that, it, the, the world would change very quickly. Exactly. Yeah, I had a similar thing. Well, the other day I went up to Abergavenny in Darren, went up to the farmer's market, and we wanted some breakfast. I just wanted just a little cafe and I went in there and first of all I thought it said card only on the front I thought oh I'm not going in and Darren went no it says cash only so they don't even accept card in there and I was so pleased I was in there Brilliant. I... to him I was like is there any reason you any and he's he's awake you can tell he's awake and he's like no I, I've always dealt in cash I'm not dealing with you know I'm not dealing with cards and it was a lovely cafe and I was like do you know what I'll be coming here every time I come to Abergavenny a really friendly guy cash yeah. only willing to keep that going because you know a lot of people will bend you know a lot of these these um, yeah. you know they will bend to the pressure so we've got to really praise up and the ones that don't you know and, and we just keep going there and then from it, that point of view things start to change don't they exactly there's a there's uh we've got about three or four fish and chip shops in uh just outside in romsey where i live and uh there's there's one of them that is cash only so I will go out of my way yeah. to go and use them. And and you can, and like you say, you can tell that they know what the score is. You know, they were just good people. You know, I went in there, I think it was the, the second time I went in there and, uh, and, and I said, Oh, I need, uh, can I get uh, like a uh, sausage and chips and, uh, and just a bag of chips on its own? And, 
Uh, and the guy went, how many people is it for? And I went, well, um, I said, just two of us. He said, you probably only need one bag of chips. He said, for two of you, he said, quite big portions. Yeah. And I was like, you've just done yourself out of a sale there. It's decent, though. And, it's nice. decent. and I just thought, what a decent, honest yeah. person. And now I will go back that, to that fish and chip shop every time. Yeah, absolutely. So by being decent, he's got my custom for going forward for, you know. And, um, that's, and that's good business, though, isn't it? That exactly. Is really exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to touch on uh, the whole Ukraine nonsense. Oh. And, um, <laughs> you know, down here in Devon, there's still people with Ukraine flags outside their house. Um, if you dare criticise like Ukraine, you know, you go to Sainsbury's and it's, I actually dropped my basket one day uh, at the start when over the tannoy, they came the Sainsbury's Ukraine fund and they started doing that. <laughs> I, actually, I literally just, I was standing there and I just dropped my basket out of my hand and I just turned around and I walked out. Uh, yeah. How long are the British public going to accept that we're in a recession. We are going to be living, potentially going to be living through the toughest times we've seen in generations. And yeah. our government are sending taxpayers' money to Ukraine, which is a deep state playground involved in money laundering, you name it. Child trafficking. How long is it going to be, do you think? Um, public wake up to say enough is enough. We got veterans laying on the street. You got Ukrainians yeah. in hotels. For, for as long as for as long as we're getting censored and stuff, it will just carry on. That's that was my point earlier. Sam, yeah, as long as people got, keep, we, we've got to change our situation from sources to foundations that that we're built on. Is that we can't? It's so hard to get the message out there to people. Yeah, we've, we've got to break mean, that. We've got to break that that spell. We've got to break that trap that we're in. It will it will continue uh, whilst the majority of people still watch the mainstream news. That's the problem. Yeah, I blame I blame the BBC. My mum was five times jab. I you know I'm loud in the house. She wanted the children when they went. To, I di I didn't go for the two Christmases ago, but she was asking people to do tests before they walked into the house. Oh Jesus! Like, like, the kids, like my kids have ne <laughs> never wore a mask once. Uh, none of them have stuck a stick up their nose. You know, yeah. and I said, this is absolute insanity. I mean, you're looking, I haven't been spoken to in the village that I live when they were all clapping like lunatic, like clapping on their front doorsteps for the NHS. So I'd put a meme out of the dancing nurses. So I said, just wondering, we say we're living in wartime, wartime Britain, and these are wartime nurses. How do they have the energy, the morale, yeah. the time? to choreograph, rehearse, and film TikTok dances. You would have exactly. thought I was Jimmy Savile. And everyone in my village, I've been spoken to since, and they organise <laughs> they organise vaccine runs to the vaccine centre. Wow. wow. Do you know what's really horrible as well? Because obviously there was a lot of people that got caught, caught up in this and coerced, right? My father died from the vaccine in 2021. And I'm a vaccine researcher and I have been for a long time. It absolutely broke me beyond anything else. But I tell you what was worse is that he didn't have that vaccine because, because I lived with him, look, right? So even though I wasn't allowed to speak on these things because I was already painted as a town lunatic and everybody knew it, my partner was really good. At, actually, my partner's very much like you two. 
he, he would sit, whereas I would get my ear off and, you know, sort of flap, he would sit there and just show him, show him the government website, show him this, show him that. Now, my father wasn't scared of any virus. I knew that for a fact. He lived with all of us who knew what was going on. We'd speak about it in front of him. He, he was listening. He knew. He only had that vaccine so that he could go on holiday, you know? Oh. And then I just think, you know, and then he dies and it's like a permanent. How, how many is how many has this happened to? You know, he's one of millions, you know? It's just absolutely disgusting that no accountability is being brought yet. I, don't get me wrong. I do believe it will come. I do believe it's going to be up to the people to start taking people individually, personally liable, if that's what it takes, you know, to try and sort of bring the big ones down, the WEF and, you know, the Bill and Melinda Gates. It's, it's really difficult, isn't it? You know, it's not something that we can do. We can't just go into our local, you know, courthouse with some claim papers against Bill Gates, you know? It, it they're, doesn't... So, they're so big, they're so powerful. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have to try and think of a way that we can do this on a smaller scale, you know, that because accountability does need to happen. Lots of people have died. Lots of yeah. people have died, you know, with a medazolam as well. You know, they were telling us all these people out of fight. I knew they didn't anyway, because I understand exactly how it works. Telling us that they all have the virus in these homes and whatever. They were killing them with medazolam. And Matt yeah. Hancock knew that. He had paid 600 million before, before COVID, like in the October or something. Do you know what I mean? And then it was gone within months. And they were literally euthanizing people to death. You know, yeah. ventilating them and euthanizing them is, is crazy. It certainly is. So what's next for you, Matt? Where's Where are you going to take the show? What's happening? And, uh, you know, how much support are you getting from former former colleagues or other former players on your side? I mean, they're not surely they're not all Gary Lineker's as well. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I think I think they're not. Uh, the problem. The problem is, is that a lot of people. Um, do think like we do, but are not brave enough to to speak out because they think they're going to lose their jobs and you know they've got mortgages to pay and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and that's the the sad bit about it. You know, I I um, campaigned to uh, the PFA and to FIFPRO to to try to get an investigation into why so many sports people were yeah. were dropping dropping like flies on on sports fields. Uh, and I just contacted uh, just in my in my phone book alone. I, I contacted about a hundred ex professional footballers that I've got numbers for in my phone, and asked them if they would sign a letter with me um, to ask for an investigation into into what's gone on. Uh, and I sent that message out to a hundred players, uh, and there was ninety eight reply said absolutely yes we will sign it with you there was only two people out of the hundred that refused to sign it because they didn't think anything was going on and one of them worked at a premier league club that's fantastic well done you that's actually this is what i mean that's like being active in something isn't it what actually came of that then matt what did when did when was that what 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 was the result of that you know did you get the letter then well i i I don't know if this is a direct result of what I did, um, but I got a, uh, a Zoom meeting in the end with the uh, FA's doctor and uh, and I took with me on that Zoom call Dr. Asim Malhotra. Wow. Uh, and we spoke to them and to, they got two cardiologists uh, their side to give their opinion uh, and Asim gave his opinion and I told them what I was witnessing. 
and it was all it was all very amicable. We the the one condition of actually having the meeting in the first place is that I wasn't allowed to talk about what was said in that meeting. Uh, which tells you which tells you everything. Uh, but after that meeting, I kept emailing every time uh, a different person, a uh, different young fit sports person collapsed on the field of play. Uh, I I took the report and I emailed it to the doctor at the FA and just went, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one. And eventually, um, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, I got a reply back from her uh, saying that um, – uh, she, it was funny how she worded it. She said, as you know, which I didn't know, but she wrote, as you know, professional footballers in this country are no longer being encouraged to have any more vaccinations. Wow. Well, wow. 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 So, so you got somewhere with it. So yeah, got got somewhere yeah. eventually by just yeah. being persistent and Brilliant. sticking to the facts. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I'm glad. I'm so glad that you've done... Something I just like want this. to bring up one thing from the World Cup. I will treasure this moment forever is seeing those footballers um, and all the fans outside the window with Gary Lineker and all of those people. I think I mentioned to said this already, but it just keep popping into my head of them all sitting there two metres apart in that studio. <laughs> and you've got all those fans behind the window jumping around with no masks on. Uh, that, was, that was actually television gold. I mean, it was... Yeah. It was hilarious. I mean, what is going on with Gary Lineker? How has he always been that woke? It's it's my belief, um, uh, from what I from what I've heard, and I can't corroborate that it's true, but it, it came from a fairly reliable source, in my opinion. I think Gary Lineker is a highly compromised individual. Yeah. He will have to do everything he's told to do. Otherwise, there's stories about him that the newspapers have uh, and haven't released. Right. So he has to do exactly as he's told. And actually, I don't doubt that. That makes sense. I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to say why, but I could very much believe that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, thank you. Well, Matt Letizia, thank you so much for coming on. It would be lovely if you'd come on again sometime. And of course. I'd actually like to interv- invite you to come on to our podcast-a-thon, the 30-hour broadcast we're going to be doing at the end of April. You don't have to come to the studio in Cardiff, but it would be great if you could. Um, but I'd love it if you'd come on and... Uh, yeah, let me know the dates. Raise some oh, money. For these mums in Wales. No Can I just say something as well? I just got to say it. In a world of Gary Lineker's, be a Matt Letizia. <laughs> <laughs> I love that saying. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Look, that's words from you. Yeah, no, great, great to speak to you, Matt. It's, um, you know, so, so grateful for what you've done um, over the past couple of years and, and stuff. Um, thank you very much. No problem. I, I, I think... Um, you know, we have we have won a few little battles, but the war is still there to be won. And uh, just know that I'm not going anywhere, and I will keep fighting just like you guys will. Well, thank respect. you, thank you, Matt. you, thank you so much. And we'll get Kimberly's details over to you, and then we'll speak to you on the podcast Tom. That'll be great. Thank you very much. Look forward Lovely. to it. God bless, Thanks, guys. Right. God bless. Cheers, guys. Bye. Oh, well, Catherine, what show?
That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. I'm so, 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 so pleased. Both mats are just superb, you know. Really amazing, amazing show. I'm we appreciate really... you, Slip Matt, for coming on and supporting what I Massively. Always. Massively. I've got the time. I'll always come and do it. I know you will. You're like proper loyal. So thank you so much. That's the end of Liberty Tactics. Um, on with Clive DeCarl tomorrow. He's going to come back with more of his amazing health, wisdom. And Catherine, have we got more shows this week? We'll do one this week, love. We after we need a catch up to see what's going on. There's lots been going on. So how about tomorrow if you're around, love? Exactly. Oh, and I'm speaking to uh, Daniel Ricks tomorrow. Um, he's actually in the world of celebrities. He's an agent. Have you, ha- have you had Danny Vamplin on yet? Did you have Danny? Danny came on on the last podcast-a-thon, but no, I think it's about time he came on as oh, well. I'm with him. Um, what's today? Thursday, isn't it? I'm with him tomorrow. I'm going to the Together Declaration. Okay. A, a special dinner. Can you have a word then? And maybe you can co-host uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have a chat with him tomorrow. Oh, Brilliant. So, libertytactics.co.uk. Uh, we've just started newsletters. So, uh, Rick's worked away. So, we managed to get a uh, newsletter started. So, we'll have a weekly newsletter. We won't spam you every single day. It will just li- literally be of the shows. So, um, libertytactics.co.uk. And uh, thank you, oh, everybody. Sorry, just quickly, Lou, mine as well, because I've, yes. I've just started my new blog now. So, I want people to look at the website. I know I don't plug it enough, but it's exposing no, the info, guys. I got another couple of blogs coming out soon on the new resource, on the resources that they're using in schools for 11 to 16 year olds and you're going to be absolutely mortified mm. you. and obviously slipmat.net for everything slipmat his wednesday night show on center forces also online as well at slipmat.net yes. and then you can check out where he's playing and where he's djing and tickets to ibiza slipmat.net for everything slipmat and uh, we'll be back soon bye
Others guide us Speak loud when they try to silence With hope when they try to fight us